right, hello everyone. This is Dr. Joel Rosen. I call myself the Adrenal Fatigue Recovery Ninja, although that's changed. I think I'm more the burnout recovery ninja these days. Um, and I am joined here with a colleague and a patient, and I guess we could say friends as well, um, with Matt Kaufman. Matt Kaufman is a health coach in Tampa, Florida. After experiencing burnout from a toxic lifestyle filled with addiction, Matt got sober and discovered his health issues didn't just stem from drugs and alcohol. He started uh, to explore other healing modalities, which led him down the journey to re redesign his daily life. And then now fast forward, and he's found himself through the love of diet, yoga, meditation, and biohacking, uh, to improve his health now. And, and Matt is on the road to recovery and he's here to guide others in their quest to be the most optimal, optimized version of him or herself. So Matt, thank you so much for being on the, uh, on the uh, podcast today. Thank you. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Hopefully I can connect with some people, uh, maybe ring a bell for a few people who are struggling as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, it takes one to know one, right? So I suffered with my own challenges as well. And I follow you on social media and I see all the things that cool things that you're doing. I know we worked together and did some interpretations for you, but why don't you just give us a little bit of a background story about before you've discovered your healing journey and what your symptoms and or your lifestyle or your challenges were with your body? Absolutely. So I, I'll take it all the way back to childhood. Maybe I can connect with some people. I know you have a lot of doctors on here and that can seem like a far-fetched reality to the average listener. Someone like myself, uh, who was a few years back, didn't know as much as I know now. Um, I was born in Flint, Michigan. Uh, father wasn't around. He was on drugs. My mother was a bartender. She was uh, out of the house most nights, kind of being raised by my older cousins and older brothers and my aunt. She was on drugs as well. And so it's kind of hectic being back there. As you can tell, um, diet, nutrition, lifestyle wasn't on the forefront of anybody's, you know, we were just basically trying to survive. How do we get food on the plate? And so with that came a lot of things. Um, very poor diet, lots and lots of sugar, soda, sweets. My mom wasn't even home a lot. So there was never like, oh, you can have one brownie. Like I could just eat like five in a row if I wanted to. So it was a, I mean, it was, to me, it seemed great. And it seemed like a free for all. And it was, uh, it was cool, but also it can lead to lots of different health issues that I had even growing up before the burnout. I had uh, like 12 different ear surgeries, lots of tubes, reconstructed eardrums, always had infections. I don't think there was a year that went by that I wasn't on antibiotics. And knowing what I know now, that's just awful. You know, that's what I would have an ear infection or my ear would be draining and they would just try to throw me on an antibiotic and one wouldn't work and they'd put me on another antibiotic. And then after a while, I'm getting these reconstructive ear surgeries, not really ever relating it to diet. At the same time, I'm having lots of dental issues. I had a mouthful of amalgam fillings, you know, that I didn't know were any harmful at the time, just going through the motions and my mom doing the best she could with no, no medical or nutrition advice, just taking me to the doctor and following orders. And so then I, you know, I went to college and was normal. I was always very active. I played a lot of sports. And uh, then in college, after the, the uh, athletic lifestyle, it kind of led me to just school. And my other free time was kind of filled with partying. So lots of partying, lots of schooling, doing the average college kids stuff. After that, I uh, had invested in medical marijuana, which a lot of uh, my listeners may or may not know. But yeah, I was invested in that. It was relatively new in Michigan. It was cool. I enjoyed growing the uh, 
medical marijuana, but with that came some, a lot of money and a lot of financial freedom, but also I had these unresolved uh, traumatic issues from being a kid, you know, not having a father, mother was gone a lot. Um, she had an abusive childhood, so she didn't really say, I love you I lo a lot. And we didn't really get a lot of emotional connectivity from each other. But even though she was always at all my sporting events, took care of me, me, loved her to death, but there was a lot that she didn't know that she wasn't, you know, fulfilling in a young child. So from here, I'm experimenting with opiates and Adderall, and I'm, I already love to drink, so I'm drinking, and then I'm growing the medical marijuana, so I'm smoking all day. And you can just see after years of this, these cycles and really just, I used to be the person who didn't care about sleep. I mean, sleep was the last thing I was worried about. I just take an Adderall or drink a coffee with two espressos. I mean, just all I was worried about was money, instant gratification. And I thought that if I made enough money that somehow this void in me would be fulfilled, you know, maybe I proved to my father that he ran out on the wrong person and I was determined to be something. And really all it did was cause more of the addiction issues to come out. And then you probably know as people get drunker or the addiction whirlwinds out of control, it doesn't do anything but make the emotional trauma worse. You know, you can be angry and go through lots of different cycles and not really know yourself and change your personality and all through that. So there was a point where I was kind of just reaching my almost total burnout phase. And uh, we were deciding to move to Florida. I was getting out of the medical marijuana. I was coming down here to just change my lifestyle. I had no idea what I was even going to do. I was like, I'll just go back to serving tables. I did that in college. You know, if they make good money in Tampa, I'll just go and I'll figure it out. And so I got down here and I'm, I'm doing lots of meditation and I'm doing yoga and I'm staying away from the alcohol and uh, some plant medicines, you know, to really try to find myself. And I realized that something even further must be going on. Like, you know, I gave it time because, you know, a lot of addictions, 90 days, 120 days, six months, let the brain, you know, recalibrate, get back to this just normal emotional level you know, physical level, let your sleep-wake cycles try to kind of regulate since you've been out partying real late for all of your life. And once that happened, I realized there's there's even more, something else is going on. Like, I am just miserable still. And this, uh, this, let's see, what did it look like? It looked like food intolerance. It looked like no energy. It looked like low libido. Uh, lots and lots of brain fog. I mean, just confusion. I mean, just walk into rooms, don't even remember what you were going for, what you were doing. I would listen to like a whole podcast like yours or Ben Greenfield and felt like when I was listening to it, I was inspired and all of this, you know, data was coming to me and then I'd get done with it. And I'm like, I don't remember anything I just heard. And so you can see how this starts to wear and tear on your you know, you're not being productive. And, I, and that's really, really hard on someone's mental because with productivity comes a lot more joy and you feel fulfilled. You know, you feel like you actually got your to-do list done. And this, there was far from to-do list. This was, how do I even survive through the day? Like, how do I make it to work and just get back in bed and hope that tomorrow is a different day? And it just started to be like Groundhog's Day. And there was a point where I just said, I have to reach out to a physician. 
I'm very thankful that I was already kind of starting to get into a lot of health things here. So I didn't go to a regular doctor. I didn't do any like antidepressants or the thyroid medications. So very blessed that I didn't go that route because I know that would have been like, you know, their first protocol. And so I started with a functional health practitioner here and we did a, uh, a saliva cortisol test and blood work. You know, a lot of things looked normal, but my cortisol was just flatlined. I mean, you could tell right there, I had no energy. And then I had a little spike at night. So it was basically kind of reversed, which I know you see a lot in the adrenal fatigue. So their protocol, I think, was a little outdated as well. Um, I didn't know as much then, so I just followed it. They put me on some adrenal supplements, which basically had the glandulars in them and uh, gave me a little energy for a little bit, but didn't work long term. Uh, had me on a somewhat of like a modified Mediterranean diet, uh, had rice, lentils, uh, lean proteins, not a lot of fat, um, some fruits, a little bit of nut butter, things like that. And from there, I just realized that even what they were doing was, um, was off. It wasn't right. So I just started to investigate more and more and more. And that's what led me to a path of like yours and, you know, trying to Wendy Myers and different things. So just a lot of exploring for myself. And then that's been just evolving over the years. And so where I'm at right now. Hey man, first and foremost, the first thing that comes to, to my mind is just the honesty and the, the humility and, and, um, just the authenticity that comes across in, in that whole stroll down memory lane. And what <laughs> I got to say is um, that's a prerequisite for healing um, because you, you were honest with yourself, right? I mean, hearing your words and hearing about, well, listen, I mean, I, I, I don't resent my, my childhood. Um, you know, it, it, my mom did the best she could. And um, I know, like, I, I'm being honest and looking back at it and objectively seeing, like, I wasn't living in the healthiest environment. And um, so I think that's a prerequisite in terms of if people are listening to this, a lot of the times they're in denial or they're confused as to why they are where they are um, or they're angered or they, they feel maybe justified and feeling like this is not fair. So I, I think that goes a long way and has to be said in terms of what you just revealed to me, Matt, in terms of your healing journey, number one. The other thing that I think is really important is um, when you decided, okay, something's got to change. I can't keep up with this ruinous lifestyle and you moved to Tampa and you started to meditate and, and adopt a healthy lifestyle, instead of getting better, you got worse, right? Instead of getting like you seeing things get better, you got worse. And that can be really daunting for someone who is, is fighting demons per se, and not to say you are, but are, are living a life that is challenging and they want to get on the straight and narrow only to feel crappier and shittier and, and then say, well, it's not worth it. I'm just going to go back to my other way. I, at least I felt good at that point, even though it may not have been the healthiest. I, this feels, this is terrible. So I have to also, you know, commend you and compliment you on sticking to it and realizing, okay, like if I'm not getting better with adopting a healthier lifestyle, um, I got to look further deep in this because there's been a toll on my body with a lot of clients that I work with. Um, 
the, you're not going to get it better overnight. You realize that. And all of the things that you did to uh, break down the stress response body in the body has taken its toll. And it's not just a matter of just starting to be healthy now. You have to look into it. So, you know, really good, you know, kudos to you for the honesty and the self-actualization and the words that you use and, and, and understanding that you need to get um, professional help. And, you know, again, um, even with the outdated model that you may have got uh, implemented, even just the act of opening the first door and then the second door and then the third door um, will lead you when, when the, um, as you continue to make strides forward, you'll have a couple steps backward, but you're, you're, you're open to, you're, you're resourceful, you're open to the drive of, of living better and healthier. So maybe a question I have for you is, why do you think that was? Why did you have that desire to continue going forward in lieu of some of the setbacks that you were having? What, what, was, what was it that was driving you to get better? Um, for one, it was, it was like pure, I don't wanna um, make it sound dreamy. I just literally couldn't barely get through my day. I, I felt so bad that I would have done anything to feel normal. I mean, anything. I, this journey has had me, I've done thousands, I feel like coffee enemas. I mean, that's something that people, that's taken a big step for a lot of people. They're like, I'm, there's no way I'm going for a coffee enema. I did it with no second guess. I said, if this will help, I'll do it. And it was that, I mean, I was really, really attached to the vegan diet. You know, I got sucked in by some of the uh, documentaries that were out at the time. I was living very unhealthy. I get into the yoga community and the meditation and I'm feeling spiritual. So I was really attached to the vegan diet and really listening to people like Chris Presser and some more sophisticated uh, doctors, or he's not even really like a doctor, doctor, MD, but you know, he's, he's well-researched and thinking like, man, maybe this is part of the, the problem as well. So then I started implementing some grass-fed beef back and some different proteins back and that really helped as well. And I think I just, I kept telling my fiance that I, I'll be open to whatever I, whatever information I take in, I'll absorb it and I'll think about it and I'll see, does it resonate with me? And I just felt so bad that I would have done anything, you know, at the time. And for, I don't know people who are, there's different levels of burnout and I was all the way, just couldn't do anything. Couldn't even do yoga barely. Yeah. Gotcha. So it was a matter of, I just felt so crappy that I knew I had to, I had to do something to feel better. There yeah. Was, there was, okay. Yeah. I mean, no way around it. I just, I couldn't remember anything, you know, and another part is I, I like to be driven and I, I, I've always liked working out, you know, I, I could squat like 600 pounds in high school. I was a big all-state power lifter and football. And, you know, I've always worked out even when I would party a lot, I would still go to the gym and um, how ass backwards that sounds, but either way, um, I just wanted to be driven and I felt like the only way to be successful is to feel optimized, is to feel good every day. Like that's the level where you want to be, you know, so I'm reading Aubrey Marcus's own the day and books that are really trying to from every step of the day to optimize you. And I'm just like, sometimes I'd be up for three hours and go back to bed. So I'm like, I am far from optimized and I need to figure it out or I just won't ever be productive. No, again, it's the honesty. I don't think it's ass backwards whatsoever. I, I was a big bodybuilder when I was younger. 
And I, I look back, it was completely ridiculous, right? I mean, it, it was the, <laughs> it, it was um, great. I mean, I, I was obsessed and actually what led to me being burnt out. But when you look at like Mr. Olympia and you got like guys that are on stage that are like three to 5% body fat and are taking so many things and their body's the least in terms of healthy as, as you know, as they're representing that it is, right? And really at the end of the day, it's about um, feeling healthy all around. It's like looking healthy, feeling healthy, being, being healthy. So um, that's, you know, apparent in your desire to know like, hey, I wanna, I, I just feel so bad here. I wanna actually commensurate you know, the, the feeling good with just optimizing my life. So again, like good, it's good, great lessons that you're, that you were, we're getting here. So, so then what was the next level then? So for you, um, let's say you got put on um, a different path from the doc that you saw in Tampa. And now that you look back at it, uh, you see that it might've been rudimentary or it wasn't um, as uh, as uh, progressive as it needed to be. So what was the next level or the next thing that you did to take your health to the next level? Yes, so I think number one would be getting off of the uh, Mediterranean diet that they had me on and stabilizing blood sugar. I think that that became more, it didn't have to be ketosis. It could be, you know, it was uh, at the beginning, you know, it was like flatline my blood sugar all day have some sweet potatoes or some form of slow digesting carbs at night. And that seemed to do a pretty good trick. And then doing maybe not a full intermittent fasting, but 12, 14 hours, some form of fasting to help the blood sugar as well. And uh, completely eliminating sugar. I already didn't eat much sugar after I quit the vegan diet. I realized um, how much like just bananas and stuff were even affecting me. So I just you know, they make you feel good instantly. So you're thinking, I get this, I get this uh, good rush. This is energy, but really you don't realize it's just all sugar. You have a little bit of power for a little bit and then it just plumps. So you're at work and you're just like, now I feel worse than before I had the banana smoothie. So I started stabilizing blood sugar and that was going well for a while and still was just feeling a little bit off. And, um, you know, I, what's crazy is I'm so driven as I started my podcast during this period of where I'm just not even feeling that well, kind of having memory issues. And for some reason, I decided to put something else on my plate, you know, type A, you know, perfect storm. But it, but as far as podcasting, it was like, it's kind of easy. I can do it once a week. So, and here I'm making connections, you know? So even while I'm going through my health issues, I can start making connections. So then I get connected with uh, Ben Azadi. I know you're familiar with his work. I've talked about this on my show before and, um, kind of just like, you know, when you have these people on, on the other end of the line and you guys connect, it's like, why not th throw a bone out there and see see what his uh, his uh, idea of it is. And we got to talking about adrenal fatigue and he said a lot of times, um, you know, they're not looking upstream, you know, Dr. Pompa's work, they're looking downstream. So you need to start focusing on heavy metals. You know, do you have any like, uh, I still had a couple of them, uh, dental amalgams in my mouth got checked for cavitations. I got had four cavitations that sucked to get removed, but I, I did that. And then uh, then coming across you and then really dialing in my genetics, those were the, uh, the heavy metal focus and the genetics were probably the biggest two leaps out of all of it though. 
Okay, so I think it's a good progression for the person that's listening to this in terms of, okay, like you start when the student, when the teacher, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, right? So you, you did the first level and then the next level and the next level. And um, I think it's really key at any level is getting stable on that glucose. It's interesting that um, the Mediterranean diet, which typically can be helpful, why do you feel, Matt, that it wasn't helpful for you? Um, well, specifically the Mediterranean diet he had me on had, uh, I was eating rice every day at lunch and you know, you can, whether it's from the heavy metals or the adrenal fatigue, whichever one, you would know more than me. I just wasn't digesting those very well. Um, he had me eating goat cheese twice a day. I don't think that I was doing well with that, at least at the time. Um, like I've had goat cheese since and don't, and don't feel as bad, but just there was something about it where the, the carbs were just either spiking the glucose too much or I just wasn't digesting them well. There was a period where I ate, like I had a meal with me in the car and I ate it because me and my fiance were running errands. And um, literally I, I just like sat in the car and was like dying. Like my stomach was on fire. I pretty much like just laid in the car while she ran the errands. So I think that basically it comes down to just like, when you have some heavy metal toxicity, you have the adrenal fatigue, you have some issues with different food categories. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking about it now as you talk about it, it, it. There's always different adaptations of what you think a diet is and what the patient think a diet is. Like I know if you talk to Ben, he, and some people will say, "Well, I've done a ketogenic diet," only to find out that they were way high on their carbs or they're exceeding their protein threshold, and they were, you know, cutting their nose off to spite their face. They were sort of you can't you can't half-ass it, right? You can't like be be dabbling in a diet that requires, in order to get the therapeutic benefit from it, you can't be doing the opposite of what it's intending to do. And in the, in the Mediterranean diet, sounds like potentially with the, with the rice, um, for some people, if they do a, um, a, a, a sort of what we call a, a baseline test where they taste it, test their glucose before the rice, and then they test it one hour, two hour, three hours later, for some people, they may find that their glycemic control is, is okay. And after two hours, they're below 100. Other people, they may find with that particular food or starch or glycemic load, they keep, go up really high like a roller coaster. Um, and it may take a longer time to come down. Plus, you put on top of that, you're eating higher fats as well. And high carbs, high fats, not a good way to go for people that are burnt out, right? So I'm, I'm guessing that was probably what happened. Yeah, and so the what the Mediterranean diet I was on wasn't high fat though. He only had a little bit of fat in there, um, so gotcha. it was right. it was more normal. I think I may have done better with like a low carb, high fat Mediterranean style keto diet if I would have tried it. Um, but I kind of just went right over to the more like paleo approach, where I just kind of had uh, really low carbs all through the day, and then I had sweet potatoes at night, and because I was really trying to help the sleep out and uh, focus on that with the uh, slow digesting carbs in the evening. Yeah, well, I think the whole improvement or the next, the next genesis of your ahas were I need to control my glucose, right? And I need to figure out what's my best way of doing that. And especially if you're laying, layering in um, an intermittent fast or time-restricted eating window, I don't think there's ever a time where all of us can't benefit from that. And then, like you said, um, understanding some of the root causes that would drive up your inflammation, 
like heavy metal amalgams and infections or any other challenges epigenetically, doesn't matter how good your diet is, at some point you got to address those things that are in your body, right? You got to do that. So I know when we started, when you reached out to me, you were looking at, I believe it was the amalgam stuff and you wanted to know, like, based on my genetics, um, how do I best support my dealing with the dump or the concern when I when I get these amalgams pulled. So maybe tell us where you what you learned um, in terms of um, your genetic components and how that changed your protocols or your approaches. Yeah, so I, I really didn't know uh, much about genetics even when we started. I've done a lot more research. I'm definitely no specialist, but I, I've looked into the things that you've given me and what would what would that mean? What would that look like to my genetics at least? So I wouldn't be able to read anyone else's, but I've kind of just dialed in on mine. You know, I've done uh, actually uh, found my fitness as well. I've done Rhonda Patrick, you know, uploaded it to there and you see you have, you know, low choline. So you have me on the phosphatidylcholine and different things for the liver to help, help me with the detox and the process of going through all of that. And then also, uh, I'm not exactly sure, but you have me on the D DAO, which, clearly must mean that I have some issues with the, uh, with histamines. So I've played around with lowering and hiring histamines recently. Actually, I kind of, I did the carnivore diet for a while, so I didn't have to worry about it. But, but then when I added some back in, I kind of felt off and fatigued. So I've been lowering those again lately and realizing that and how much that, you know, foods that I thought were great, you know, sauerkraut, you know, things that you just realize, you don't realize, you know, sardines. I love sardines, but I might need to take that DAO before I eat those sardines to kind of combat the histamine issues going on there, or I'm not going to feel so well either in a half hour, hour later. And then all while clearly um, doing the, uh, I was doing the true cellular detox through Dr. Pompa, which I know you're certified in as well. So I'm taking the cyto detox and the binders and uh, on top of the genetic stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm two different people since before and after starting that, and I might still have some more to do. I just sent in for another hair mineral analysis test, so that should be back in like a week or two. I just did the Wendy Myers. Um, I know she did. She's you had her on the show, so I'm waiting on a test result from that there to see if I need to keep pulling, and or if not, just focus more on the genetics and uh, just working with it. I even have a uh, infrared sauna that I bought from Therasage, and I put the ozone modulator in there and that's been probably the biggest help out of all of this. So far, as far as like my energy and mental clarity, like I've only had it for a month and a half and that's probably been the biggest benefit, honestly. Yeah, that's really cool. That's where I wanted to maybe, you know, when I reached out to you and said, hey, I want to interview you. That's kind of the concept that I wanted to touch upon. And I'm glad we've gone through like your, your, your sort of your timeline and figuring out where we are now. So um, which is really great. So a lot of people that will listen to this and, and your podcast as well are on the same similar paths of they were dealing with major health issues. They may or may not have gone the traditional route, but it didn't work. They may have started to go the alternative route and it only took them so far. And then they start to do their own research and they come up with quote unquote biohacks and or things that they can do to in increase their 
you, you know, their, their energy levels or, you know, their metabolic flexibility. So why don't you tell us a little bit, be, well, again, just maybe elaborate on the Therisage and what the Ozonator are and what that does, and then go into some of the other hacks. I know you do the, um, the hypothermia or the, or the, the hermesis with the cold water. So let's kind of go through what you're doing now that you've discovered on your own. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Many people have probably heard of infrared, infrared benefits. It can get confusing if you haven't done research. There's near-infrared, mid-infrared, far-infrared. There's red light photobiomodulation. And then just those words right there alone is enough to give someone a headache. But um, they are very therapeutic. And Robbie, that you've had on the show and I've had on the show as well, makes a really great affordable sauna. So sometimes like, you know, Ben Greenfields and the people, they have five, $6,000, $7,000 saunas. And then you have to get those installed. And there's a lot that goes into that. But uh, Robbie over at Therisage makes a really great portable, affordable sauna that is full spectrum. So it has all three, the mid, near, and far infrareds. And then if you get the, um, the Therasage 360 plus he even has uh, red light panels in the front so you're getting like the photobiomodulation and you're getting the infrared sauna with the detox and all of that is just really really you know cleaning everything out from household chemicals you know pollutants you get when you're at work or just in the environment or what you eat and then heavy metals as well so it can take time to get all those things out wendy myers will tell you it take one three five years depending on how well your detox capabilities are and uh how how bad your toxicity is but just in the short month and a half that i've been i've used it daily it's pretty much a non-negotiable at this point it has made me feel better than pretty much anything that i've gotten i i have more energy my brain fog is slowly going away and just feeling better. feel like I can have better conversations, better recall. I can read again a lot better. You know, for a while there, it was hard to read and remember things like my brain would just jump everywhere. And um, also there's an ozone modulator that he makes as well. So basically it's not medical grade ozone, but it is ozone. It's like a portable panel that you can take on airplanes. You can use it to, uh, just kind of clean the air in your room. It's like a breathable form of ozone. He basically turns the oxygen in the sauna into a O1 instead of it being O2. And then when it connects as an O1 to the O2s, then you have the ozone. Then you breathe that in through your skin, which is also going to help with viruses, you know, different pathogens, bacteria, and it'll help also to uh, detox the heavy metals even further than what the infrared's doing as well. So it's kind of like a little biohack stack that only costed like another 150 bucks. So it's like, if you're gonna spend the 1100 on the sauna, why not enhance it for 150? It's not like it's, you're already spent making a big purchase. You're not really breaking the bank with another 150. And if you're gonna use it every day, why not get the ozone benefits? It, may, it might not be as big as benefit as, you know, using medical grade ozone, but that small dose each day, I really think it makes, it makes a difference there. And as far yeah. as the cold, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You got, cause you had some other biohacks. I know you're going to tell us about. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the cold, that one's a, a, a brutal beast that I don't know if you ever fall in love with. Um, I did the uh, kind of the Luke story uh, hack and there's an article on Ben Greenfield's page. If anyone wants to look it up, you can just Google Ben Greenfield Luke story, like freezer hack or something like that. And it'll pop right up. And basically you, 
I bought a used freezer for 150 bucks offline. They delivered it right to me. And then you just put like a grounding rod in there. You don't even have to do that if you don't want to, but water is usually grounded in nature. So just a little added benefit, put a grounding rod in there. And then you put the freezer on a timer. And so, it, you know, for, you leave it on for like 72 hours at the beginning. So it gets down to 30, 40, 50 degrees, so wherever you want. It up, you're, filling it up, you're filling it up with water first, right? So you're- Yeah, you're, you fill, you're, fill it up with water, as, uh, you know, just so you could fit in there. So you're going to need a decent sized freezer as well. You know, maybe 15 feet to 19 feet. 19 feet would probably be able to fit two people in there. I think mine's 15 and I fit in there fine and I'm six foot. So- and, uh, you know, after that, you just set it on a timer and then it just runs for like two or four hours a day. So it keeps the water cold and you hop in and then there's just a million, you know, if anyone's familiar with uh, Dr. Jack Krause or anybody else who's doing the cold thermogenesis, there's plenty of benefits from cognition to uh, that's actually another form of detox is why I grabbed it. Cause there's like the cryo lipolysis that happens. Um, so you're getting detox from the sauna and I'm helping my lymphatic and uh, my lipolysis out when I'm in there as well and uh, boosting my metabolism and those two things have really brought me the greatest amount of energy that I've had in years. Yeah that, that's one of the I just as I was telling you before we started I've been listening to uh, Ben Greenfield's book and uh, Boundless great book uh, 40 great hours book. On, uh, 40 hours on Audible it's 40 Is it how long it is? I have yeah. I have the hard copy and it's just so big. I can imagine. Yeah, it's 40 hours. I'm on 36 and like, it feels like I've been listening to it all year, but it's a great <laughs> book. And, um, and, and he did talk about that. And then I remember seeing a post or something that you wrote and like, Oh, I got to ask him about that. But um, what I, for, for a lot of the clients that I work with um, and I wouldn't have said you did, you would have done this when you felt so bad, Matt, that you could, you just had to feel better to jump into a, you know, into a, a, a freezer full of cold water because that's going to overstress your body. You have to do a lot of work to get there in the first place. And I'm sure that just kind of goes without saying, like, you always see those shows, do not try this at home. It's like, oh yeah, well, no shit. Like, I'm not going to try that at home. Like, I'm not going to jump over a car going 90 miles an hour. Like, so you don't have to think about that. But what ultimately happens is when I, when I tell people they have an adrenal-based problem, I tell them that they've lost the ability to maintain homeostasis at the fundamental level. So if it's hot out, you can't cool down effectively. If it's cold, you can't warm up. You can't increase your blood pressure when you stand up. So you might feel lightheaded. You, when a stressor happens, it overwhelms you. So you feel that heart rate and that panic and bottom line is getting into that freezer um, is going to really be that proverbial straw that drains your already drained stress response bank account. That wouldn't be a good idea, but pretty cool in terms of once you start to get uh, your blood sugar stable and you're, you're doing all the right things like you're talking about in terms of your time-restricted eating windows and you're detoxing in the infrared and you're layering that onto the... Um, to the next level. So those are all really cool things. So where are you now? Like in terms of what, tell us a little bit about what you do. Tell us about your, your own podcast and what your mission now in life is. Yeah. So now I'm just transferring. I think as I keep getting healthier, I'm still right there where I, like I said before the podcast, I'll even display this to everyone else. I'm not fully healed. It's been a couple of years and I think that there's still an underlying issue. I think I'm going to maybe get some more blood tests or do some other little work here soon. 
um, and see exactly what's going on. But I feel like I might be at a good 80, 85%. You know, I can get through my day. Stuff. I have some time where I'm really tired still. So I'm, I'm going to figure that out. But, you know, I'm just on the path and just know that you have to just keep going and keep going. And there will be something that at some point where you'll get enough of the medals out or you'll do something where you'll start to feel really good. And uh, so I'm gearing up towards, uh, I think I'm going to do my FDN uh, program, probably start in a couple months. I think I'll start in that either this summer or this fall, uh, get that out of the way. Also doing, uh, I'm in my personal training thing right now, kind of layer maybe, a, I don't know how much I'll do personal training, but it was just uh, something that kind of struck me. So maybe I'll do a little bit of personal training here and there with the weights and then more focus on like health and genetics and multi-therapy there and uh, focus towards addictions. You know, I think I really want to, uh, I'm in touch with some great doctors who do work with addictions and uh, I think I'm going to try to have them mentor me on how to really get into that space a little bit more just because I've been through it and I think I could connect and let people know, you know, try to help them out in that way. So I'm really just trying to be somewhat of like a functional health practitioner but it's really a health coach but it's kind of a lot more than a health coach so somewhere in that space yeah i mean again another lesson to be learned in terms of the honesty like you know you know you're not at 100 percent, so you're not fooling yourself and i don't think people do fool themselves saying yeah i'm at 100 percent, but they also may not be looking in the mirror and overstressing their body when they aren't being in reality of where their body is. So that that's important. And the other lesson in that is um, not being in blame mode or being um, more looking in the rear view mirror than you are in the, in the front, you know, looking out the front, because a lot of people that I work with, they will say what's not working. This isn't working. That's not working. This not working. And you've come a long way. And when you describe I'm still not there, I think there's gratitude in terms of how far you've come, which is, which is really great. So there are lots of lessons in all the things that you're teaching. As far as um, what, what, tell us a little bit about your podcast and how people can get, get in touch with you or hear more about what you do. Yeah, so my podcast is um, Integrative Thoughts. I have people such as Dr. Joel and other functional health practitioners on there. I also have my wife on there, uh, other friends talking about their diet experience. So I kind of like to blend it. Uh, people have been on there talking about astrology, psychedelics. I mean, it's really kind of like spiritual yoga, meditation, but I also am really focused on my health. So I talk to a lot of people such as yourself and really get into the science sometimes. So it is a, it's kind of all over the place, but people tend to enjoy that and they might not connect with the episode about adrenal fatigue, but they'll connect with the one about yoga. So I kind of am all over the place and just using that as a way to learn and keep learning and then connections. And also um, for people that I might coach, they might, you know, that little, it's like an extra level of trust that they see that you really are taking time and you're learning and then they feel like they can trust you a little bit more with their health. Yeah, I mean, it, it's another uh, missing ingredient in a lot of doctors' prescriptions, holistic doctors alike, in terms of, hey, we got to get you locked into and anchored to a mission and a passion. And that has come through in what we're talking <coughs> pardon, about with you today, Matt, in terms of the mission and passion to get yourself better. Um, and then the mission and passion of the learning curve to help other people and doing that in advancing your education and, and the things that you bring out into the world 
and and that's important in your healing because you're again it's like a lighthouse the example i always use is like a lighthouse in the in the middle of an ocean where a ship doesn't know where its moorings are and where it's supposed to go and where it's not everything looks the same but you have that lighthouse to anchor into now you know wh which direction you need to go and how you're getting closer or further if you don't have a mission you don't have a lighthouse so i think that's really key um, the last thing I always like to ask my guests is, um, is the same similar question in terms of knowing what you know now um, and what you didn't know then, um, what would you tell young Matt um, that would have probably been the most important in terms of getting healthy that you, now that you know that? Um, probably to not go vegan. <laughs> to be honest, that was, it, it really, really helped me. It, it, it helped me identify with the food supply, the food chain, the environmental impacts of what's on my plate, how that, that's affecting different areas of the world and all of that, which was really, really great. But as far as my health went, I had gas and bloating. I just wasn't digesting all of these plant fibers and wheat proteins and soy proteins. I just, you know, I had the most terrible gas. I could clear out a room if, you know, I would be, you know, scared to even let it go. And it was crazy. My digestion was wrecked and I, I was even more fatigued and more tired. And that might even led to the ultimate burnout in itself and nothing against a plant-based diet. I think it can be constructed well for some people. If you're really focused on supplementation and, you know, different amino acids, you might be missing key nutrients and creatine. But for me, I think that really, really stick into that plant-based diet and being dogmatic about it and being almost religious about it really had me hold on to the diet longer than need be. And that really just took a, took a toll on my body as I just, cause I did it for about a year and a half. So I probably should have gave it up long before that, but I think that really wrecked me and really destroyed my digestion. So not only was I working towards getting my energy back, I had to work towards really recovering my stomach and my digestion. Yeah, no, and I, I, and I think that's really key in terms of, A, it has to be done right because there are essential amino acids, not to say you didn't do it right, but if you're not getting the essential aminos in the combinations of plant-based proteins, um, then you need, they're called essential for a reason. You need them to be able to do cellular functions. The other thing it makes me think about is, like the other day I had a client that I was having a really tough time with and still am. And he told me like the only thing that's really ever made a difference for him based on all the supplements that he's taken is coffee. And he, he gets more energized, <laughs> he, you know, and, and he, he wrecked himself with all the years of coffee drinking that I, I think there's been a major challenge with that. But as the practitioner, I think it's really important to know like, okay, that does tell me about your dopamine and your catecholamine pathways. Let's relate that back to your genetics. And I would say like going forward with you, the clinical nugget would be if you were to work with me or anyone else, um, you, you know, that would be like, hey, let's dig into your genetics and let's dig into your epigenetics and figure out why going plant-based would have been so problematic for you. And I'd be thinking about methionine and how it recycles and what makes glutathione and how it makes SAMe and how SAMe clears out your neurotransmitters. Um, and so it would make me think like, let's use that piece of the puzzle to figure out why so that we can now make the one or two degrees of changes 
um, to be able to make that 98% improvement. So, hey, man, listen, Matt, I'm, I'm really glad and impressed with your story. Thank you so much for being here. Um, again, one more time, where did, what's the name of your podcast so that listeners can go check you out? Yeah, so thank you very much. And uh, the podcast is Integrative Thoughts. Um, you can find that anywhere you pretty much find podcasts. Also, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Integrative Matt or, or uh, Facebook's just my regular name, Matt Kaufman. So it's still in the works on the website and all of that. So that'll be later this year. Awesome. Well, listen, man, I appreciate your time and, and giving me your time for today. And um, I look forward to hearing your next level of health when you're at 100% and what the differences were to get there. And um, I appreciate all the knowledge and, and insights you shared today. So thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested to see if you're a good fit to work with our Adrenal Awakening program, here's what to do next. Head to adrenalfatiguesociety.com forward slash apply and book an appointment to speak to our team. Here's how it works. We'll get on the phone for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, where exactly do you want to be with your health and where are you now? Number two, what are the genetic components that haven't been discovered that are impacting your health? And number three, what are the environmental triggers that may be overlapping with these genetic components keeping you from getting optimal health? Remember, getting your energy back just won't happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make that happen. We've helped clients all over the world transform their lives, quadruple their energy, and fix their metabolism and make the world a better place. To see if you can do the same thing, head to adrenalfatiguesociety.com forward slash apply. I'm Dr. Richard Joel Rosen and we'll talk to you soon.